0: known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I'm Sean Fangirl S and today we're talking Dirk Gently. So today my co-host as always is Miss Jessica. Hello. Yay. Episode 2, Fan of Wet Circles, because that's not a weird title or anything, Let's see. Dirk, Todd, and Farah are happily reunited and begin to investigate what Dirk believes is the case. They follow strange clues and discover the body in the car that fell out of the tree connected to one of Sheriff Hobb's cold case. That did not even sound right. Cold cases. There we go, Sean. Which concerns a missing couple and their missing son. So, could this be the child that Dirk was told to... Find. Find the boy. That's right. really random, and it could be any boy. It could be Superboy. We don't know. We have no idea. It could be Spider-Man. It could. So, we are back in wyndham I swear I thought they said Wyndham. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I had to listen to it a little more. I'm like, marker. And apparently Prince Silas, who did not know last episode he was a prince, tells his mother that Trous died by hitting his head on a rock and then falling on other rocks and apparently um, she's not buying it right so he's not a convincing liar no he was really bad at it he does mention the prophecy again and the queen is yelling there's no such thing as Dirk gently well we know that's not true
1: maybe not in their world
0: true true so who is Dirk why is he so important to this other realm but we're back in our world which we're assuming is our world. Yeah. <laughs> Todd and Farah are looking at the car. They realize it's a brand new car. It's got like 42 miles on it. And suddenly there's a noise in the trunk. So they're like, all right, I'm going to open the trunk. And Farah's covering Todd, which, okay, if, like spider monkey jumping out of there. You know, not going to be that easy, but whatever. That's true. Todd opens it, and it's not a spider monkey. In fact, it's, it's Dirk. It's totally Dirk. And I love it because then they celebrate. They're jumping up and down. They're like, yay, yeah!" me, ah! And Farrah's just looking like, how the hell did this happen?
1: No, for real, how did you get in there?
0: I was so sure that this is no way connected. Mm-hmm. How is this happening? Right. So, Dirk starts telling the story of what happened with Mona Wilder, and I love it, because Todd's like, who is Mona? And Todd- Dirk looks at him like, um, duh, that is the person who I'm talking about. I just said her name. like, how did you not get slapped? Like, a lot. So, the sheriff shows up, and he's like, Oh, I have to arrest you guys, but I've never done it, so be cool. And they all look at Farah because she's still holding her gun. She's still holding her gun. And she's like, Oh, sorry. And she drops it. Would you never drop a gun? That never seemed, drop a Yeah, gun.
1: right. You kind of, like, gently set it down and kick it towards the cop, right?
0: That's the... That's what you see in TV shows. Well, you just don't drop it, I'll tell you that. Right. That's That's not good gun safety. Yeah,
1: I can't imagine.
0: No. So... Um suddenly we're back at blackwing and Friedkin is ranting and raving how did he get out blah blah, blah. wait maybe he's an invisible and then he's like doing these weird lunges like trying to grab the air like suddenly there's going to be somebody there yeah okay jessica just had the same look on her face that Friedkin's assistant had <laughs> and the guy had to be like um no i seen the tape he he's not invisible somehow he got away and then there's a wet circle on the bed. Weird. It was a perfect circle. Right. And I'm like, okay, the circle thing's coming back. hmm And Friedkin, oh, God, this man, because this is a little ahead of it, but Friedkin's like, did he pee himself invisible? I'm like, <laughs> did it smell like urine? Because he smelled the wet sheet. Oh, good God, this man. How, you, you know what, you mentioned it last episode, how is he able to, like, manage to breathe without somebody telling him constantly? I have no idea. This dude's, like, an actual imbecile. Oh, goodness. That's something else. We cut to Susie, who's in bed, and her husband's like, get out of bed. She's like, I'm sick. And he's being a jerk. Oh, well, enjoy your spa day. Really? If your wife is sick, you're going to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Jerk. Whatever. But he leaves, everybody's gone, and she's suddenly like, oh, I'm okay. Basically, she wanted to stay home and see what's going on with the book. Right. And she's able to do all this stuff because she's able to read the book. It was very uh,
1: TARDIS-y. Like, you, you open the book, she, and it, the all the letters rearrange themselves so she can read it.
0: Yes. It was the, very it was, interesting. Yes, it was so strange. Because she used it to clean the blood off her clothes and do her herself hair. a makeover. Yeah. Give herself abs, clean the house. And it's like, okay. Fix her limp. Yeah. I fixed her. She was jumping on the trampoline. Which, you know, I, I can't blame her for that, but you're going to clean your house with it? I don't know. I guess if you live with these two guys that are a giant pain in the butt, maybe. But that was, that was basically her storyline through most of this episode. Right. She's like, okay, what can I do? What, How can I make changes and not have to do a whole lot? Right. See... Watching all the shows we watched, magic comes with a price. I'd be worried. Mm hmm But maybe not so much in this world. Well, we're back at the station, and all of a sudden we see Dirk handcuffed to pull outside the station. No real reason why. We don't know. (laughs) And the deputy's like, oh, my God, did Hobbs arrest you? And he's like, no, them inside, not me. I'm just kind of, like, with them, but not with them. I'm like a cousin, but not really. It's like... Alright, Dirk, stop explaining. Right. Stop. <laughs> but Hobbs comes running out and to talk to his deputy Tina and is super excited because they found Marina Cardenas. And obviously we have no idea what this is. And they like, oh my god. Marina Cardenas? The 67? Oh my god. And they're excited and they run inside and Dirk's like, hey! Hey, it sounds like you have something exciting. Maybe I can... Oh, I need the bathroom. <laughs> And they leave him chained up outside, which is weird. Not chained up, but handcuffed. But either way, why is he outside? We still haven't figured that out. But apparently it's like the biggest case ever in Bergsburg. So, you know, these people are super excited because nothing happens in right. Burgsburg. That's why the deputy could be high and drunk and Sleepy everything else. Yeah. Well, now let's go find Amanda and Vogel. Amanda is trying to get a vision, and Vogel's standing above her with, like, a golf club. And I was, like, watching this going, what the hell is going on? I'm totally this guy who's coming out of the restaurant to throw trash away. Because she's like, are you guys okay? She's like, this is private! Because he just, like, swings so it's like barely misses her face. But she kind of has a vision, but not really. Because it wasn't really stressed out enough. Right. She doesn't believe he will really hurt her. Because he won't really hurt her. Right. And Vogue was like, I'm so sorry, boss. I'm trying to be
1: scary. I love him so much. Osric, you're great. You're so great.
0: Oh, it was so funny. Because he's like, I can be way scarier. Like, wasps or stuff.
1: I adore him. That was great. That whole, their whole, like, dynamic is fantastic. It
0: was cute. But I guess, you know, he managed to get her away in the first episode. Or Mm -hmm. first season. So whatever makes it work, because he's still like a psychic vampire who can help her Mm -hmm. when she has a vision, just not quite to the extent of all three of the four. Right. This doesn't sound right saying it that way, but you know. Uh, We have to go back to Dirk and Farah and the gang. Right. Who's with Hobbes, and Hobbes is basically not really questioning Farrah because is just kind of on a rant at this point point. Mm-hmm. and she I'm sorry it was funny because she's talking to him and she's like well that's not so bad right because that's like way less than murder and she just keeps going and she's like straightening the pens because he has his pens like all over his desk
1: a big pile of pens all different colors she's flipping out it's fantastic
0: so I'm thinking she has some OCD there because she's like how can you leave your pens like this <laughs> how can you live like this this is horrible And as this is happening, Tina has Todd in another room, and we're assuming she's questioning him, and Todd is going on, well, you you haven't even given me a phone call, you haven't even read me my rights, so what is this, what is this, what's going on? And all of a sudden she's like, are you Todd Broxman from The Mexican Wedding? And he's like, or Mexican Funeral, sorry. And he's just like, what? And she's like, you're like a legend. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you're a fan? Like, obviously this was not something he was expecting. It was really funny. And so, talk about small town, because apparently nothing's happening, and they're totally cool with everything. And this is where it gets even funnier. Because Hobbs goes outside to talk to Dirk, who's handcuffed to the pole. And Dirk is telling him everything about the last case. Like, every detail. And Hobbs is following along. And understood. I'm like, wait a second. And seems totally nonplussed by it. Right. Not worried at all. And I'm like, hold on a second. How is he able to know? He even knows what holistic is. And I loved it because, you know, Dirk's like, I think I
1: love you. It was so (laughs) great.
0: But the fact that he, he was really able to understand and he's like, oh, yeah, everything's connected. I get that. And he's like, well, we have to find the boy. It's like, oh, okay. Like Hobbs is totally cool with this. I don't understand. Because if some random person just started talking like this, I would not be this cool with it. No,
1: I'd be I'd be submitting them for air psychabelle.
0: <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah, I'd be a little
1: worried. Or at least backing away slowly.
0: Right. But no, Hobbs seems super excited and he's like, Yeah, you know, I'm named after a detective myself. My first name's Sherlock. Guess who? Is there like only one Sherlock? Like, obviously different. You know incarnations of him, movie-wise, but, right, there's really only one Sherlock. If you don't know who he's named after, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Just putting that one out there. So, Dirk goes inside, they put him in the cell, she's like, well, we need to keep you here for a little bit, and Dirk's like, okay, I'll be here. Like he's going somewhere else. <laughs> but, telling Farrah and Todd then, okay, so we have a case, so I kind of have to know what's going on. But I have no information. We need to find the boy. And Farah is going on and on with really good questions, actually. Oh my gosh, she's yeah. She is totally the detective here. And I love it because <laughs> Dirk's like, these are all good questions. And he's like, but I have no answers. <laughs> so all we know is to find the boy. And then Todd all of a sudden looks at him and is like, I forgot how annoying you are. <laughs> it was great. I think we all have that friend who you can be around for so long, then you're like, oh, okay, I need a timeout from you. I really need a timeout. So we're back to Amanda and Vogel, where Amanda's all of a sudden like, hey, I have an idea. And there's train tracks, which, you know, my husband just loved. (laughs) Are you not into trains? And all of a sudden she, like, lays down. So my question is... Was it a real train? It had to be, right? Because Vogel was freaking out? Right. But she lays down so the train goes over which, first of all, the very front of the train would probably not go over her like
1: that. No, it didn't seem like a likely. Yeah. It didn't seem like she would survive if it did. No.
0: And she gets her vision after everything, because uh, when she gets up, she she's bloodied, or she thinks she is, mm-hmm. but she has a vision. She knows where they need to go. So at least that helped them. But uh let me see our gang is getting out of jail. That's good. They don't exactly have to get out of jail free, but the sheriff and deputy decide, "Oh, um, we're going to work on a case together."
1: And we're going to give you some uh tr- some deputy clothes and some weird uh clothes from some dude who stripped on un- inexplicably inexplicably after some weird thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so for a st- so for a bunch of pl- you know, people who have nothing exciting going on, Like, some random naked dude's running down the road and Dirk's wearing his 70s clothes. Oh, that's slicker. Oh,
0: was it? Okay. No, he has a jacket right now. Okay, that's right. But, yeah. But, yes, it's like, here, have have this jacket because it's kind of chilly. It's like, okay. This guy is like way too into Dirk and it's like, we're going to be best friends forever. So, uh, God, we're back with freaking this guy. You know what? When people say, I can't, I totally understand it with him now. Because he... This guy has got to be a phenomenal actor. I bet he's a great guy. I <laughs> Because bet he's, he plays stupid so well. I bet he's a really smart guy.
1: And he, I bet he's he, really, really well-spoken. He's probably got like
0: a genius IQ. And he's like,
1: he's a, a good-looking young guy. But he literally, if I never saw his face again in the
0: show... I'd be fine, because oh, he's the worst. He is horrible. Because he goes back to talk with Ken and Rapunzel. I love it, because Rapunzel's just like, what the hell am I doing here? I'm a dog.
1: I can't I'm anymore. dirty. I no longer have a person inside of me. I'm now just a dog. What the crap's going on?
0: Where's my kibble? Right. I loved it, though, when he's talking to Ted Ken. And Ken's like, all right, so we need a little quid pro quo. And he's like, dude, I don't speak Spanish. I'm like... Oh,
1: Oh, you, know God, that me, so you know what bad. that reminded me of? Like, it really did, and I feel, like, I feel like the only person I would like better playing Friedkin is T.J. Miller, because I was actually thinking about uh, Big Hero 6, where he's like, he's like, welcome to Mikasa, it's French for front door, and High 11s like, <laughs> it's really not.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Yeah, I can probably see him in that, that position, it. too. but uh, Let's jump back to The Scooby gang. Because it's kind of what's happening, right? So, yeah, I feel that. The sheriff's taking them to the farmhouse, and they see the doors broken out now. It's like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? So Farrah and Hobbs go inside. (laughs) Why? Tina, Dirk, and Todd go to the barn. Why? Yes. Well, I love it, because at this point, Tina's like, um, is Dirk being holistic, rude, or is he just dumb? And Todd's like, well, it's kind of a mixed bag. (laughs) And as Farrah and Hobbs are going to go in the house... He hands her a flashlight, like a big mag light. And she's like, And he's got one too. He's not why do you her... have an extra flashlight?
1: And he's just like, I got lots of pockets. I got to use all of them.
0: Uh, yeah, I like all these I loops on this it. belt. I, I can't know. have multiple guns. So
1: why not? <laughs> I
0: love it. Like, really? It's a why not situation? Okay then. I
1: have all this space. There's so much room for
0: activities. <laughs> <laughs> on my belt. <laughs> uh, he explains, we finally found out what the heck the 67 is. Because Ferret's like, oh, it looks like there was a fire. And he's like, no, there's a power surge in 67. It was a huge thing. Electrical pulse, fried all the electronics. Suddenly all the farms failed, and it totally ruined the power grid. So pretty much everybody left. So it makes me wonder really how many people are actually in this town. Or is it just like a majority of people left, so it's like super small town but spread out kind of thing, like unincorporated? Which, of course, we don't know anything. And Farrah's like, is this connected to the boat? Because of course that's what I'm thinking. Why the hell is that boat in the middle Where's of nowhere? The, yeah, why is there a boat? It's like, oh no, that's been there at least ten years beforehand. Again. Okay, that was very specific. Why are we saying this specific information? Right. It's gotta mean something, right? Will it mean something? Probably not. I feel like it's gonna be a red herring just thrown in. I just yeah, I don't I don't know
1: what to what to think about it. The weird name of the boat
0: and all that jazz. We right. talked about that last episode. And there's one phone in this house still connected. Like all the other phone jacks were actually ripped out of the house, but there's one random phone, big red phone mm-hmm. that's not working. But it's like, why is this here? But nothing else is. That's weird. Right. And then they're like, Hey, wait, muddy footprints. We must keep following these. I don't know if I'd follow them. I'd probably be like, mm, Maybe no. Right. Because there's a lot of weirdness already. I think I need to get out of here. I'm out. But they're following it, talking about how weird it is. Thanks, Farah. Thank you, Captain Obvious. I do appreciate that. But as they're in a the room, they're like, suddenly there's just the footprints in the middle of the room and nothing else. And then we see the mage. Like, all of a sudden, he's behind Farah, And she's talking about her life, why she, you know, knows all this stuff. She didn't go into law enforcement, yada, yada, blah, blah. And then she turns and the mage is gone. How the hell is he disappearing? I mean, obviously. Well,
1: and and did she sense him, or was she just turning? I was wondering about that. Like, do you feel? Well, like she, she said
0: she thought she, she felt, felt somebody. Yeah. So, I assumed he was there, unless he wasn't, like physically there, almost like astral projection or something Could weird. Be. But yes, he's gone. And hey, look at Dirk sees the wet the wet semicircle, still and
1: wet still, hours later. Yeah.
0: Well, at least twelve hours is yeah. what Farah ended up saying. Okay. Because she was talking about it raining, so mm-hmm. there was there was no rain when they were there. Mm-hmm. So something had happened. So it's been a while, and yeah. And Todd's like, this means something, right? Right? And he's like, oh, maybe the fans of Wet Circles. Are you kidding me? That's just kind of a jerk things to say. <laughs> and then Tina looks at Todd, so he basically ignores everything you say and does whatever he wants.
1: Yeah, like,
0: well, yeah, some random shit, basically. <laughs> So, suddenly, Dirk is on the second level of the barn, and Todd's like, how did you get up there? He's like, oh, I climbed a thing. Assuming he means a ladder. How? Because there was, like, partial rungs, but most of them were gone or broken. It's like, what? How the hell did you get up there?
1: Totally unclear how he's doing anything.
0: Yes, it's true. Because it's Dirk. (laughs) But suddenly, he blows a hole in, like, the barn wall with a gun that shoots nothing but, like, Wind. It's not and, even sound. And
1: no, and no moving parts. Right. Which is weird. Super strange. It just looks like a megaphone almost with a trigger. Yes. And somehow it's like a energy Stuff projection. What happened? Yeah. I don't know. Very weird.
0: Yeah. It's not sound. No, not sound. Yeah. Just like air. Okay. And now we're back at Blackwing and Friedkin and his idiocy. <sighs> like, it knows no bounds. Because he's with the rowdy three. Actually, only the three of them so they're all talking to each other like, ah, I didn't know you were here ah, I thought I smelled something oh, I was sleeping this whole time he's like, this whole time he's like, I was really tired and it's like a Stooges episode
1: it's very, it was, yeah a very weird shorthand between the three of them obviously, they're like, you know
0: so Freakin's like, put two of them back they're like, which ones? they're like, the ones that don't make sense (laughs) I thought that was funny because it was Grips who's like, oh, that's me (laughs) like, right away And then I think the other one's Cross, who that's Zach Santiago, who's also showing up in Ghost Wars on one of the shows we talk about on Sci-Fi Talk, but so does Martin, who we keep up. That's Michael Eklund, who we love him on Winona Herb. I'm so glad that we get to see him again. And he is the one that seems to be the leader and makes most sense. And he's always, every time we've seen him up until now, obviously he looks a little crazy right now. Because they've been starving them and basically have them asleep for, like, at this point, what? Two
1: months. It, better 75 two months, yeah. days
0: or so. And he's always been really kind of quiet and looks really thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Like, so we know he's the one who's really thinking everything through. Right. But it was probably not a good idea to starve them. Because, well, he's mad now and he wants to eat. Well, thank you. We thank hungry. you for bringing something to eat. But this is, of course, after he tells them when we feed on our own kind, we don't hurt them. But regular people, mm, not so much. And Friedkin does not understand this. He's standing there like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, we eat neurological energy. You got that right? And Start sucking on uh, the energy from Friedkin, which, I don't know, he might actually starve to death. I don't know how well he's gonna be fed off of Friedkin.
1: Yeah, no. If no, if, if brains were dynamite,
0: he couldn't blow his nose, so <laughs> But he's doing it until he basically gets frozen like like a shock. And this comes from Mr. Priest, who we'd heard Friedkin kind of in passing say, Get me Mr. Priest. I thought he met a priest, but apparently this is the guy's name. And this is one of our other new ones for the Yay. the season. Alan Tudick, who's oh. We Just, love.
1: We love. And, and geeky appreciation for everything that he's ever done.
0: Yes. He's fantastic. fantastic. Of course, most of you probably know him from, I assume, Firefly. And, of course, Con Man, who, that's his show, which is now coming on to Sci-Fi. So, if you haven't watched either of those, why?
1: He's I mean, he's been in a million things, though. We could, I mean, we could go back to A Knight's Tale. He
0: was fantastic yes. in that. Oh, I he's, loved him in that. And you know. uh, he does the voice of King Candy in Wreck-It Ralph.
1: Oh, so he's My, <laughs> great. My husband was like making that, like making kind of a reference to that the other day, and he was. I was like, "Oh, King Candy." He's like, "Was I being King Candy or Turbo?" I'm like, "They're the same person." <laughs> Spoiler
0: alert. Yeah, in case you didn't know, you just played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back with the Scooby Gang, and Tina, Dirk, and Todd decide they're gonna go try the gun. I'm tree. Because, you know, at least you're not going to hurt somebody if you're shooting at a tree. That's true. But wait a second. There's a person in the tree.
1: How is there a person in the tree? This is not Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, I know. It's so weird. And especially when Tina's like, "Uh, this probably can't get any weirder. And Todd's like, "Um, this is only my second case, but yeah, it'll probably get weirder. And oh, how wrong you are for it not getting weirder. Because there's a person in the tree. There's a dead person in the tree. It's like a
1: skeleton. It's not like a living person. Right.
0: It's just sort of a skeleton there, and it's... And Dirk thinks he solved the case, because he's like, could he have eaten some tree seeds and fell asleep? And they're all like, no, Dirk. And they figure out, it's a man. I don't know how fair is figuring this out by, like, knuckles, but okay. And they're like, oh, it's the Cardenas guy. And then suddenly Dirk's like, yes, I've solved it. The Cardenas. This is the dad? That was the mom? And well, they probably had a kid. And that's it. So the boy I'm supposed to find is their kid. So I've done it, right? And they're like, you didn't solve anything. You did nothing. And he's like, just let me have this moment. (laughs) As he's hugging Todd and Hobbs. It's like, what? Why did you think this was, like, totally fine? This is so weird. But whatever. (laughs) So we're back to freaking, waking up in his bed. And Priest is sitting there, Mr. Priest. And he's like, listen, you shouldn't be starving them and going in there without a weapon. And they're like, you know, freaking, I didn't know. He's like, you need to feed them people. And he's like, I can't do, what, do that. I can't give them anybody and have them feel what I just felt because that was horrible. And he's like, well, kid, you do what you got to do, but that's what you got to do. <laughs> and he's like, they bring me in to do the stuff that nobody wants to do. And he sounds all crazy, and I'm like, oh, Yeah, he's
1: definitely playing that up.
0: Yes. I love it. Even with, like, the weird just, like, he raises his eyebrow just a little and kind of does a weird laugh, kind of. Right. Oh, it was great. Okay. Well, the very end of the episode, which was, we're back with Susie's family. So we have Susie's kid in the car smoking a joint. It suddenly hits somebody, and then it turns out it's Trost, because he gets up with his pink hair in the real world and runs off. And the kid kind of looks at him, looks at the joint, looks at the car, It's like, uh, did that happen? <laughs> and we're back with Susie then, because that was it with the kid, so now we know Trost is in this reality. Mm-hmm, somehow. Susie ends up using the wand on her husband, because he's being a jerk. And then did something who I'm, I'm very not cool with. Because all of a sudden she's like, go take care of that dog. And then the, everything is silent. The dog stops barking. We don't hear anything. I'm like, did she kill the dog? Did she have him kill the dog? That is not cool. No. What did you do? Because I am not cool with that. It's not the dog's fault. You guys are all a-holes. I was not cool. So I'm very upset if that's what happened, which I'm assuming that's what they're implying. Everything was off screen. I'm not happy.
1: Well, no, you know what it reminded me of is our Preacher podcast where it's like, oh, here's a bunch of dogs for Cassie. And I'm like... No. No, just kill people. I would rather you kill people than dogs.
0: Don't take that I don't that like people half as much as I like dogs. Right? Oh, I was not happy with that. So, I guess it's to be determined because Fade to Black. And that's the end mm-hmm. of season two. So, what does that mean? What is happening? They've solved the case, kind of. They've solved part of a case. But they have a whole new case. Yeah. hmm Where's the child? What happened to the kid? Who is the boy? Yeah. There's so much more that we need to know. And what caused the 67? That seems like it has to be a big thing. Suddenly this big electrical pulse. Right. A giant power surge from nowhere. I kind of feel like it might be connected somehow with season one. Because I don't remember when he was traveling and if it caused anything. That might be interesting. It might be. Who knows? Maybe it is all connected. Uh, well, we hope you guys are really enjoying the season so far. I know it's only two episodes in, but oh my gosh, weirdness abounds. Mm-hmm. A gun with no moving parts. How is that possible? And it's not a water gun. So, what do you guys think? We want to hear your theories on what's going on. So, send us an email. You can send it to contact us at sci-fi. I mean, no, it's not sci-fi talk. That's not other, sci-fi talk. That's the other show. Contact us at Fangirl Zone. Sean at Fangirl Zone or Jess at Fangirl Zone. And we will read your email on air. And you can also send us any artwork. We can put it up on the website. We can also, if you guys are putting fanfic out there.
1: Yes, we're absolutely willing to read your fanfic. And if you're comfortable with it, obviously having discussed it with you first, we are willing to talk about it on air. If Again, if you're comfortable. If you're not, just hit us up. We'll read it. And then we'll email you back and then we can pretend it never happened whatever you, whatever you want whatever <laughs> or we can you put
0: a link to it if you'd like alright so for this episode of Fangirl Zone and the second episode of the second season of Dirk Gently I am Sean fangirl S and Jess and until next time <laughs>